0: Hi everybody, some of you that don't know me, I'm Tanya Adams and I'm here to teach, hopefully we'll learn and ignite a desire for God to speak to you through dreams and even interpret what he has to say. So I'm gonna share with you some guidelines but really dream interpretation is about God revealing his secrets to us. That's why Genesis 40 verse eight is so important he says, do not interpretations belong to God. So although God gives the interpretation, there's a skill set we can develop to help us in our understanding. So if any of you know me, I take several people that I believe that are experts in the field, which includes the late John Paul Jackson, Barbie Breathitt and even Jim Gall, and I glean from their experience and their wisdom and then add, of course, what God's going to say to us in his word. And we're going to learn We're going to set a groundwork for learning biblical, Bible, dream interpretation from the word of God. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love your presence. I ask that you'd pour out your spirit afresh on all of us tonight. I ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to rest upon us. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself in significant ways. Please let us dream your dreams for us and understand exactly what it is that you're saying. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen and amen. Well, I want to start off with scripture, okay? And one of the scriptures I want to include is, of course, you can see here, hopefully, on the slide, Acts 2.17. It says, in the last day, God says, I will pour out your spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now, whether you think we're in the last days, the last last days, or only your last days, we have to say... There's an outpouring of the spirit. Dreams are going to be part of it, right? So I want us to not only understand about dreaming, but I want us to be able to help others when they're dreaming too. So I sense right now if there's even a nudge pulling on you, moving you in this area. This could very well be God calling you into dream interpretation as well. So the second verse I want to talk about is, it's not up here yet, is Proverbs 25.2. It said it's God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. So what do I mean? If you look at this other picture, go back. Okay, let's go back one. To the original one. Okay, I want you to tell me if you can see the sheep that's lost there. Can you see it? Okay. Now I want you to go to the other picture. Can you see where the circle of the blue is? Now do you see the sheep? He's hidden, right? In the rock. So what's the point? Let's go now to the next slide that we see. And it says right here. Let's go to the next one. Okay. And what does it say? It says Proverbs 25, 2. Okay. What my point is, now can you see that sheep hidden in the rock? You saw where it was originally. You couldn't find it. Then you could find it. And now I remove the circle. Can you still see it? This is what dream interpretation is about. It's about finding things that are hidden. And once God shows you how to find them, you're going to be amazed what you start to discover. That is really, I love how the Passion Translation says, Proverbs 25. It says it's the honor, right, of kings, all right, to be revealed. Okay, it says the honor of kings is revealed by how thoroughly they search out the deeper meaning of what God says. And that's what we're going to do tonight, especially in the areas of dreams. We're going to search out the deep things of God. Now, I'm sure you would agree, if we looked at Joseph and Daniel, they cornered the market probably, right, on dream interpretation. But, what is all, but all that did to them, though, also was it gave them a greatness in their life. Would you agree with that too? Why? Because they had the gift of understanding dreams. Proverbs 18 says, a person's gift opens doors for them and brings them before the great. So there's something about developing a gift that God gives you that's going to put you in places to speak to the great. This was displayed with Joseph, right? He gets the gift of understanding dreams, and God actually put him in a position to save his family. Daniel 2, he was given the opportunity through the understanding of dreams, and it not only saved his life, but it saved the lives of those around him. So you might say, oh, well, that's all well and good, but what does it look like today? All right, that's what we're gonna look at also. Anybody here, Charles Spurgeon? Right, it says that one of his most notable sermons was given in a dream. And do you know what it was about? Revival to England. Note to self on that one, right? Or John Bunyan? He ended up getting an entire download for a book in one night, Pilgrim's Progress. And General Patton, did you know that one of his greatest military strategies was given in a dream? God gave him a dream with carts, and there were supplies and there were bodies that were being pulled in the cart. And he knew when he woke up the next morning, the enemy was for his taking. And sure enough, at the Battle of the Bulge, he actually, with his team, collapsed the front line, and it was taken over by the Allies. But you're saying, okay, we're not in war. I really don't want to write a book. What about an invention? Do you ever think about that? All right, did you know that Elias Howe invented the sewing machine from a dream? Did you know that Gary Starkwater, he invented the laser printer from a dream? Could God be saying to us, hey, I can give you a witty invention. Just ask me and I'll reveal it in the dream. So dreams aren't just maybe what we thought about for Joseph and Daniel. They can also be given for sermons, for books, for military moves, and even inventions. So why else would God give us dreams? If we'll go to the next one, the next slide. Here's some reasons here. Now tell me what you think, okay? First of all, restrain you from evil, okay? What do I mean? In Genesis 20, we see that King Amalek actually takes Sarah, Abraham's wife, and God says to him, you're as good as a dead man. Yikes, right? Wouldn't you like to have a dream like that? And God says, I don't think so. This is a no-no. How many of us need the assurance that God's going to protect us from evil? Or even know that God will stop others from perpetrating evil against us? Personally, I want to share a sure dream, okay? And God sometimes uses wordplay as we start to develop an understanding of this. And I had a dream about Brad Pitt. Don't go there, okay? But I had a dream about Brad Pitt. And in this dream, okay, I saw my daughter, and she was with Brad Pitt. I took my hand, and I started choking him. And I looked over at my daughter, and she was wearing this beautiful dress. And I woke up. And you're going to see that the majority of your dreams are not only related to yourself, but they're going to be related to people around you. And they're going to be current issues that you are dealing with. Now, that's not 100%, but you're going to see like 90% of them, as we start to unfold on this, will be about you, those around you, and current issues that you're uncovering. Okay? Now, I knew that my daughter was going to be in a wedding, and she was the maid of honor. Guess what her wedding partner was named? Brad, right? And he was not a believer, but he was also just not a good guy. So God was sending me a warning, all right, through this dream. This was the interpretation pertaining Brad from the pit. Can you take it, right? And God was warning me to pray for her protection. So why? Evil would be restrained during her time with him. Amazing, right? Also, dreams can reveal God's will. We see this in Genesis 28. We all know, okay, the dream about Jacob, right, going up and down the staircase, and the angels ascending and descending. But when that dream was over, what was the blessing? Did he not get a blessing from that? From this dream encounter, he received God's promise and his blessing. He'd watch over him, and he would give him food and clothing. He moved right into Abraham's blessing because of a dream. Wow. Okay, how many of us need to know that God's with us, he's for us, this dream could provide you with the very assurance that you need. What about encouragement? Ever need encouragement? Well, we see that in Judges seven. Think of Gideon, okay? He's going to fight the Midianites. He's down to 300 men. Mind you, that was God's idea, but he needed a little encouragement. Have you ever been there? You just need a little encouragement. So Gideon ends up eavesdropping On the enemy's dream, and the enemy tells his friend, a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck with such force, it overturned my tent and collapsed. What was his friend's interpretation? Oh, Gideon, and God is delivering him into our hands. What? We're going to learn how God uses symbols to describe things. And there's this anointing to understand exactly what God's talking about. So think about this one. Did this not give Gideon confidence? Not only he didn't have the dream, his enemy had the dream, and he had happened to hear it. It can also reveal the future. Look at Joseph. We're back him, there to him again in Genesis 37. He says to his brothers, hey, listen, I had this dream. I was binding up sheaves of grain on the field when suddenly my sheaf rose up and all the other sheafs around me bowed down. Now, if I was one of his brother, I'd be saying, this is like not really the time to tell me this. But God was giving him a glimpse of his future. They would have to humble themselves. What? From their brother, Joseph, for food during a time of famine. So that, in turn, can even show you what's going to happen in the future. I want a glimpse, don't you? So we can adequately prepare. And don't forget instructions. A great example is Joseph again. Now this is Joseph Mary's Joseph, okay? And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Wow, wouldn't that be great if God gave you a dream and said, hey, take that job, go back to school, or maybe just move in the direction I'm telling you. Think about what dreams can do. Amazing, isn't it? All right. Well, now that we have the scriptural evidence, let's say, why would God talk to us while we sleep? Now, do you know, on the average, let's say you sleep eight hours a day, all right, and you're 60 years old, do you know that you've spent 20 years of your life sleeping? That's a lot of time. Don't you think God's going to make use of that time? I mean, think about it. This is the time he can give us his perspective. He can steer us away from harmful events. He can even protect us from unhealthy relationships. He can give us direction, guidance, and even provision, all in a dream. So let me ask you, raise your hand. How many of you dream? Do we have any dreamers here? Wow, okay, this is amazing. But do you struggle? Let's go to the next slide. With whether or not it's a pizza dream. That's what most people come up and say, man, I don't know if this is from God, all right? That's really what they would call a soul dream, okay? A soul dream isn't bad. It's just not a God thing, all right? It's usually issues that maybe you're wrestling with. Maybe you're angry at your neighbor. You have some, you know, you're mad about this or you're really afraid of this. It's your soul, which is what? Your mind, your will, and your emotions trying to process what you're going through at night. That's a soul dream, okay? That's different than a God dream, okay? A God dream, he's ministering to what? Your spirit, All right, so what is the most common soulish dream? Believe it or not, imagine this, a person comes up to you, whether it's in church, a conference, a Bible study, and they say, hey, you were in my dream last night. Me and you are supposed to get together. (laughs) And your response is, thanks for the compliment, but I ain't feeling it, okay? So what am I saying? There needs to be this confirmation that that dream is from God, even in the other person that they're relating to. Countless people have been known, all right, to actually get mad at God because their, future, dr- their fu- future spouse is not aligning with the dream that they had, right? So they really should be in agreement and have that resonation in their spirit if it's from God. So you're going to find out the majority, not all, of romantic dreams are out of the soul. So what's the checkpoint here, okay? It should move you toward God, right, a dream. All right? You might have one of those aha moments, which we'll look at in a minute. And you're like, yes, God. Not, not I'm not feeling it. Right? Or you may get warm inside. Do you ever feel that feeling? It's just this warmth. Or it could be if God's hitting a stronghold, it'll be like a hammer. And you're like, oh, well, didn't see that coming. But he breaks through a stronghold in your thinking. That's why Jeremiah twenty three twenty nine resonates Does not my word burn like fire? He even goes on to say, Is it not like a mighty hammer smashing the rock to pieces? So there's something when it's of God you're going to know. All right? Now let's look at how are we going to start to interpret a few of these. We've looked at these categories. Now let's understand how he speaks to us. All right? Now this is not only for you, but if you're going to interpret somebody else's dream. We have to determine if the dream, let's go to the next slide, is it literal or is it symbolic? Literal means exactly what it says, it's literal, okay? Here's an example from Matthew, remember? The angel approaches Matthew, I mean, approaches Joseph in the book of Matthew in a dream, and he says, take the baby Jesus and Mary and go to Israel. I mean, that's pretty literal, right? Go here, go there, go here, go there. I like those kind of dreams, don't you? How can you mess that up? He's telling me what direction to go. But, what's the problem? John Paul Jackson said something that really stuck with me. He said, the greater the clarity, the greater the difficulty. Wow, what does that mean? Again, let's look at Job 33. It says, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering on their beds, he opens their ears of men and even seals their instruction." So sometimes God will give you a dream, and he seals it up, just like in a Ziploc bag. Why would he do that? Not only is it kind of hidden from you, but it's sealed in your spirit, it's hidden from the enemy. And then at the right time, he opens it up, and you start to move in it. Isn't that exciting? So we can't beat ourselves up when we can't remember our dreams, all right? But I'm going to kind of give you some hints and how to move you into remembering your dreams if it hasn't been sealed. One way is, let me ask you, do you know what you had for dinner tonight? How many of you remember it? Do you know what you had for dinner the night before? Okay, good. All right, there's what we have to do is we have to practice recall. We have to develop even in our own natural way we walk out life to remember things. If you start remembering things in the natural, just call them to attention, you're gonna see my recall of my dreams are gonna be a lot easier. It's a discipline. Also, have a pen and paper by your bed, all right? And just write down a word, okay? So you can kind of jog your memory later if you have time to pray. And if you don't want to do that, just text yourself. Text yourself some key words in your dream. And then when you have time later on, you can kind of pray into it. And you'll be surprised the entire dream will start flooding back, all right? And of course, ask God to help you remember, all right? We're asking, God, I want to hear from you. Please help me remember what you speak to me during the night, all right? Another category, again, is symbolic. Now, symbolic is really we're talking about metaphors, or we're talking about symbols that we see every day. If I said, USA, do you have a symbol that comes to mind? We have a flag. We got eagles. We have all these symbols that we live our life under, and we don't even realize they mean something. Why do we pick an eagle for our symbol? Represents freedom, right? Represents power, strength, okay? And it's the same thing with the dream. The only thing different, it's going to be what? Tied into scripture, all right? So I'm going to provide some like, general guidelines to get us started, but we're going to have a, a course, if you're really interested, um, on Sunday mornings that'll dig deeper into this. Okay, So let's try one and see how good we are. Let's try Joseph interpreting All right, the head chef's dream. All right, Now to kind of end up kind of giving us a little bit of a refresher here, the head chef heard that Joseph could do dreams, and he says, I'm going to tell him my dream. And Joseph said, here was his dream. All of a sudden, there were three baskets on my head. We kind of have a picture there. And he said, and there was all kinds of food in the basket on the top, including baked food for Pharaoh. The birds were eating from the basket on his head. Okay? What was Joseph's interpretation? Oh, I know that. Three days, three baskets. Within three days, you're going to be beheaded. You're going to hang on on the gallows, and your birds will eat the flesh from you. I don't think that's what he was expecting Do you. And let me ask you, how did he get that? We're gonna start laying a groundwork, okay? Okay, part of the telling is I pray and I ask God, what are some key words? What are some key concepts you're highlighting to me? So let's look at Joseph. All right? In those days, how long did bread or food last? There were no preservatives. 24 hours. One day, right? All right. What about the basket itself? That's how they had their what? Daily life. Their provision was in that basket, right? What about the birds? Now, remember when Elijah, when he needed sustenance of life, what brought him food? Birds. Birds. So what would be the opposite? If the birds are taking your food, they're taking your life. Interesting, right? And so now he was skinning his life snuffed out because it was the opposite of what Elijah was doing when his birds were feeding him. All right, but how about the beheading? What were the birds doing? They were lifting so just like how you would be beheaded, it was lifting, okay, your head out of that situation, which the, he ended up reter- interpreting as being beheaded. So let's look at this. We're going to have to have the Holy Spirit kind of connect the dots for us. Keywords tied to the events of the day. Remember, no preservatives. Based on the Bible, and then have the Holy Spirit kind of connect the dots, And honestly, the more you do it, then the more you're like, wow, I see where that sheep is hidden in the rock, and I didn't even know. Let's look at intrinsic versus extrinsic. Intrinsic is most of the dreams that you're going to pray about are about you. Really? But they are. They're about you. I'm not saying they can't be extrinsic, which is outside of you, but the key to knowing if it's intrinsic is you say to yourself, if I'm pulled out of the dream, does the dream fall apart? Think of Joseph again, right? Remember all the sheep standing and bowing before him? If he got pulled out of the dream, the dream wouldn't stand because he was the head chief, right? So it's the same thing here. If you're pulled out of the dream, the dream falls apart. Hey, guess what? It's about you, okay? So 90% of our dreams are going to be about us, all right? So let's move on. What about extrinsic? A lot of times you'll be dreaming and you'll be, just be watching. Has that ever happened to you? You're watching what's going on. You're not really involved in it. You're just watching it. Um, I had a dream once, and I was watching, okay, and I saw this governmental official in a car, and the car was surrounded by several other cars, and all the cars approached a parking garage, but when, the, when, when they went to the parking garage, the door ended up going up, and they all went underground, and I woke up. First of all, do you think that was extrinsic or intrinsic? Right, because I'm only watching it. Good. The main focus was not me. What do you think God was showing? All right? His hand of protection was on a leader, right, that I had been praying for. And he was giving me kind of the insurance that he kind of heard my prayer. All right? Because he actually even took him to a place of safety. So why would God give us extrinsic dreams? Pray, maybe understanding, maybe warn us, maybe prepare us. So we have to ask him, God, what is this about? So we looked at literal, symbolic, intrinsic, extrinsic. Now let's look at different categories. We can go to the next slide, that'd be great. Let's look at warning, all right? Let's look at a warning dream. Now a perfect example, again, is in Matthew, when the angel appeared to Joseph. Man, I guess Joseph really needed those direct dreams, right? Do this, do that, do this, do that, all right? He was told when to what? take the baby, right, into Egypt, when he could come back to Israel. Everything was done in a literal dream. So they can warn you, all right? And I had this dream once, and I was going up an elevator, all right? I was with a group of people. We got off at a certain floor, and we started walking. Well, as we're walking, all of a sudden, I'm thinking, I, I'm just getting a little apprehensive. I said, we can't go any further in this walk. The group turned around And we went back down into the elevator. As we were there in the elevator, I looked and the person across from me lifted up their shirt and I saw a skull on their belt buckle. And I woke up. I'm like, okay, God, what is this? Now remember, it's usually current events. Remember, the armor of God, what's on your belt? Belt of truth. This person had a skull. So what's that telling me? There's some little bit of deception going on here, right? Something's not right. Something's not to be trusted. All right? So I'm praying about it, and I knew there was some dishonesty in this person, you know, from this belt buckle. And I knew that's why God said, get out. Don't go further in your relationship. Now, remember, current events, I was taking care of my aunt's investments during that time, and she had a stockbroker. And he seemed like a really nice guy. I'm talking to him on the phone. We're doing all these, um, you know, transactions. And then all of a sudden, I remember the dream. I thought, wow, is this part of what, you know how you say, this is that? Well, wouldn't you know, a little bit later, I get a letter from the SEC, okay, that he was under investigation, and he had charged my aunt too much money for her securities, and not only was he being fined, he, her money that he overcharged her was being returned. Isn't God good? So you can see, he was saying, no longer continue in this relationship, don't go here. Come on, let's go. And so there's something about, sometimes you'll have the fullness of it. Sometimes after it happens, you're like, oh, that's what he meant, all right? There's also prophetic dreams. Okay, let's go back to Joseph again. Remember all this, this time, the second dream, what happened? It said the sun and the moon and now the 11 stars were bowing to him. Wow, we got an upgrade here, right? Everything is bowing to him okay, and his father got so mad at him and said, why in the world am I bowing to you and your mother? Now, how did he get that? Symbolically, 11 stars. How many brothers did he have? 11. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm paying attention now, right? All right, what else? Are stars people? Can I find that in the scripture? I can. Genesis twenty two seventeen. Remember when God took Abraham out and what did he say? Your seed will be as the stars. Wow, you mean stars can be people? Okay, I got 11. But what was with the sun and the moon? All right? I mean, let's go there. What could that be? All right, is that in the Bible? Or could have he gotten an aha moment and just knew the interpretation that he was the sun and his wife was the moon? Or was he looking up into the sky and saying, wow, the sun and the moon are so much bigger, or so much cl- bigger to me, so that must be the suns encircling me. So we don't really know what he was thinking, we just know that he had the right interpretation. And did that happen? Sure enough, what happened? During that time of famine, the father and the sons bowed down to Joseph. Wow, is that prophetic? But let's go deeper, okay? Um, What what about when we're looking at this? Did you ever hear a verse of where all this, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? Okay, is that a scripture verse? Could that dream been so far into the future that Joseph was what? A symbol of Jesus and he was showing him that all the stars, the moon, everything was going to bow to him. Isn't that amazing? So dreams can even be multi-level. The more you move in them, the more you're not, the Bible's going to come alive, but then you're going to see God even come more alive in your own life. Okay, Um, I'm going to share my grandson, and he had a prophetic dream. Okay, let's see what it means, all right? He dreamt that his mom was sitting in a chair in my house, and he tries to get his mom in the basement, and she says no, and she gets hit by a meteor, okay? Okay. He then looks outside the window, and he sees the neighbor's house get hit by a meteor. Okay? Then what happens, he gets his little sister, talks her into going into the basement with her, and then when they come up, he finds his mom, he looks outside the window, and, the, and in the front yard of the house, there was another meteor. Okay, so let me ask you, symbolic or literal? It better be, right? I hope there's no meteors hitting us, right? Okay. What about prophetic? Was it a future dream? Yes. Okay. And do we know what the meteor was? We knew as we started to pray in it, the meteor was COVID. My daughter got hit with it. They got protected with it. The neighbor got hit with it. And he was, God was showing him all of these things. Get down to the basement. Get to the foundation of me and I will protect you. And then after he found his mom, they were all well. He, we look outside and what happens? Front yard means your future, okay? So if you dream about your front yard, it's your future. If you dream about your backyard, it's your past. And the neighbor across the street, after everybody was well, they got hit. So it's even showing more of a future dream. So isn't that cool? Like how God's like, wow, I'm showing you what to do, all right? So the next one is self condition Now, this is showing you what God's like touching on in your life, like these heart things that he's really giving to you. Maybe some issues. A perfect example to me is Nebuchadnezzar. That's why I put that tree up there, right? Um, What happens? Some watchers come, they tell him about him being a tree and to watch it, right? Because otherwise, for seven seasons, he's gonna have to go through some things. What was God touching on Nebuchadnezzar? Do we know? What was his finger on? Pride, right? Right? He was touching his pride. And he says in Daniel 4, he said, I'm at home. He said, in my palace, content and prosperous. But the dream made me afraid. He was getting a warning. Was he not from God? All right, I'd be afraid too. If I was going to get cut down, right? 12 months later, what did Nebuchadnezzar do? Look what I've built. And what happened? Boom, okay? He gets hit with mental illness, okay, for a 7 seven seasons, as we say, all right, until he could acknowledge that God was God. So this self condition can, pro- can be positive, too. I'll share it with well, me one time. I was struggling with joy. Anybody, anybody ever been there? Okay. You know, just trying to find things that kind of say, I know, you know, I'm blessed. I'm joyful, right? Well, I have a dream that night. I'm carrying on about something, and I get a song to a lyric. You're going to laugh. Get this party started. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay, get this party started, all right? And if you look up some of the lyrics, it says, come on, I'm coming up. You better get this party started. So I'm like, oh, this is is really funny, God. And then he gives me Zephaniah 317. For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. And with his love, he will calm all your fears. And he will rejoice over you with joyful songs. So I thought, wow, God was putting his finger on what? My lack of joy. There might have even been like a little fear issue going on here. You know what I mean? But he said to me, there's nothing to be sad about. I was to be happy. And I thought of the prodigal son when he came home. What did his dad do? He threw a party, right? But I still can't believe that God knew that song, okay? So what about directional dreams, all right? And this time, he tells you where to go, all right? We read this in Matthew 2. Um, and do you remember the magi? They were told, what, not to go the way of Herod. Why? Because it was not only going to impact them, it was going to impact where Jesus was. So they listened to him, but of course, there was some repercussions, all right, with all the baby boys. But they were obedient to the word of the Lord that happened to them in the dream. Remember? Greater clarity, greater clarity difficulty. So God can give you a dream about your house, your job, your investments, or even your college major. All right. Now we're talking about what directional dreams, what direction to take. And I have to share my daughter. Okay. Now this time she was pondering about whether to go into counseling, whether to get a psych degree. And she had all these counselors telling her which direction to go. All right. Saying you're never going to make any money being a counselor. You need to go this way. Ever been there. Right. All right. All right. So She says, okay, well, I don't know. I'm undecided. I don't know what to do. She says to me, I think I'm just going to be a funeral director. Really? (laughs) Well, I didn't say anything because, you know, God's going to speak to her, right? All right, she's a dreamer. And doesn't she have a dream that night about visiting a funeral home? She even went down to the embalming room to check it out, and the person on the table sat up. It scared her so bad. What do you think she did? She immediately changed her major to what God wanted her to know. I didn't have to say anything. How do you like that? So with that, God can use this to get us back on track. And last, I want to talk about courage dreams, all right? Sometimes we just need courage. Let's go to Genesis 31. Remember Jacob? He had a dream. And in the backdrop of the story, he'd been taken advantage of by Laban, right? Who was his father-in-law. He'd even changed his wages multiple times and he had finally gotten god's attention over the situation so he gets a dream and what was his dream about the speckled right and the spotted flock but he had to stand strong against not only laban right but do the strategy that god had told him to do not only by following it did the flocks become healthy and multiply it made him wealthy and he was even given the courage to leave the heavy taskmaster. Let me ask you, do you ever mean boss? Wouldn't that be great to have a dream and God show you how to move out of that situation? So we we have to be courageous today, I'd say. But it has to be not only in finances, not only in making decisions. What about going from this realm to the next realm? I kind of wanted to end about sharing about my mom, okay? My mom was given the courage go to the next realm. What do I mean? Um, My mother had severe back pain. They found out when they took her to the hospital, she had a heart attack. And during that time, as I'm waiting with her to get her test results, she tells me I had a dream. I'm like, okay, mom, you did? She said, I was riding on a white horse with your grandmother, who was also already been taken to heaven, but I was in her dream, but I was riding on a brown horse. So what do you think? Symbolic? Literal. Symbolic. Okay. Intrinsic? extrinsic is it about her or is it about an outside force her okay see we're already doing this isn't this amazing okay now what else we get let's look at some symbols what do you think white means right in the heavenly realm didn't we see jesus real in transfiguration he did white we see the elders what do they have on they have the white robes so is god speaking about something heavenly right All right, I was on the brown horse, which is what? Indicative of being earthbound, all right? And then we have more. What about a horse? What does a horse mean? What would you think? All right, we got to look in the scripture. What are horses used for? Power, right? Support, remember how you'd ride the horse in, okay? And we even read in 2 Kings, which is amazing 14, it says, Amaziah, who was brought in on a horse and buried with his fathers. What? And it also says in Isaiah 21, when we see riders or horsemen in pairs, pay close attention. Did she not have all of that? She had the two horses. She had the white. It was talking about who was really getting ready to be buried. Was he telling her it's getting close? So sure enough, It gave my mother courage to know there was somebody even on the other side waiting for her. My grandma was already on this horse. I had been a spiritual support to her, but no longer, this was being separated. I was staying in earth and she was going heaven bound. And sure enough, a few days later, she graduated to heaven. So they can bring you courage too. So in conclusion, right? We're built a really good foundation here. Wouldn't you say? We're starting. And hopefully it's awakened something in you to understand the dreams you dream and not overlook them. And if you're not a dreamer, just ask, seek, and knock, right? And he can open up this world to you. And if God's nudging you tonight, let's, I encourage you to ask him to give you that gift of dream interpretation. And we're going to start a four-week class, like I said, in June um, to really develop even foundation, more foundational tools and even symbols, and we'll even interpret each other's dreams. So let me close, if I could, with the last slide. And it's about a true story of Larry Waters. Now, Larry always wanted to be an airline pilot, okay? And when he got out of school, he was told in a vision that his vision was just too bad and he couldn't possibly fly. So he got a job at a factory and just kind of waited around for a while. But he couldn't get it out of his system to fly. So one day, Larry said, I got to try. And what he did is he went to the Army Surplus store. He bought some huge weather balloons. He thought, I'll blow them up. I'll sit in my chair. I'll make myself some sandwiches. And at least I'll get to fly. So what happened? When he ended up opening up the balloons, instead of just kind of going meandering to the sky, he went straight up straight up up to like a plane straight up i mean we're talking a thousand miles up into the air well the airplane of course reported it to the coast guard who reported it to the um F- everybody was trying to get poor larry down he was so nervous by now he dropped his sandwiches and everything else that he was carrying around to try to get out of this situation But the more that they tried to get closer to him, the more he was blowing out to sea. Finally, they came up with a plan, and the helicopters came on him, down upon him, and then got the balloons down to the ground. And you're thinking, what was he thinking, right? But what happened was the news media stuck the microphone in his mouth. He said, what were you thinking, Larry? And you know what he said? A man can't sit around. And I'm thinking, what does this have to do with anything? But I feel like we're in a unique time of history. God's calling us to do great exploits for him. Part of this is gonna be dreams. Part of this is gonna be able to interpret other people's dreams. Now he's releasing all these Larry Walthers to be able to walk out what God's called us to walk. That's me and that's you. So I say it's not time to sit around, right? So if the worship team feels uh, led, let's play a song and we're gonna release a prayer and ask God to give you dreams if you want them. Ask him to give you the interpretation if you want them. And if you already are moving in it, let's ask him for an upgrade. What do you think? So, dear Heavenly Father, what I'm asking today is that you'd move around this room. I ask that you'd have your way. We're asking for the gift of interpretation of dreams. And for those that already have it, we're asking for an upgrade. I ask that you provide opportunities for this gift to be used for your honor and your glory to bring not only unbelievers into the kingdom of God, but to help us draw closer to you. Please, Father, remove any hindrances that would stop us from hearing your voice during those times of rest and even remembering when we awaken. And Father, if there's anybody here or online that needs to know you, we say now is the time we pray father that they would come into agreement that they need you as their lord and savior so father we're asking that they would confess their sins ask your forgiveness and believe you jesus are the son of god and died on the cross for their sins father take over any area of our lives and help us to follow you fully thank you for the gift of salvation of hearing this prayer and giving us the gift of dreams. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. And don't forget, pray hard, live right, and love everybody. If you wanna come up and get prayer for dreams, we'll be here.